my name is Kristen. And I'm Connor. And today we are going to be discussing Leprechaun 2 from 1994. Amanda will be off this episode because she got to do the Valentine's Day one and Connor and I do the St. Patty's Day one because we don't celebrate, you know, Valentine's Day. Why would we? There's too many people out there. Welcome to episode 74. In Leprechaun 2, I'm just going to start out, it wasn't great. Oh man. It wasn't Not great. great. So we start out with the leprechaun again, or maybe a different leprechaun. We're not sure. Yeah, you never find out. We figured that out. Obviously, it's still Warwick Davis, so we have the same actor in the same costume, same makeup. Well, it's actually a different costume in the very beginning, because it's a thousand years ago. (laughs) Yeah, but he's got the same makeup, which they did an amazing job on. Uh And they still shove him in those poor high heels, which, why? Well, I did notice that they didn't show his feet a whole lot. And the one time they did show his feet, it was a gaff. That's that's true. They did. I was even writing it down. I was ready to tear it apart. I was like, what the fuck? They don't even fit him. And it's someone else. But, okay. So in this one, we start a thousand years ago. And the leprechaun, it's his thousand year birthday. So he gets to pick his bride. That's where we're at. His manservant slave it ends up being that man's daughter that the leprechaun wants. So the guy kind of saves her, and the leprechaun still says, well, I'm going to get her in another thousand years. Why? I don't understand. He ends up killing his slave guy. Why not just go back and make her sneeze again? I I don't have any guesses, but, I mean, he talks about how you have to make her sneeze three Three times, times, and unless somebody says, God bless you, then you're his bride, but, like, that happens later in the movie, and there is still a lot of ways you can get out of it. Like Exactly. I think it's more of rules that he follows. Oh, like, okay. Something he has to live by type thing? Almost like a tradition, because he said that on your thousandth birthday, mm-hmm. you get to pick a bride. And at some point, they even say that if the, bride is, or if the marriage isn't consummated or something by daybreak, it doesn't count. So, I think that was his uh, vengeance, was saying, I'm going to curse the O'Day family, and uh, because you didn't let me get your daughter, I'm going to get your great-great-great-great-great-great. Well, is one bless you enough to save her forever? Because that's my confusion. Just make her go sneeze three times again. I don't get it. He's already dead. He's not going to say, God bless you again. (laughs) And she's out in the middle of nowhere hanging up sheets. Yeah, then I assume that it's probably all night protection. I don't know, but this is why you say God bless you, okay? Because otherwise, leprechauns are going to come get you. Okay, this movie would have to be a lot more convincing (laughs) for that to work. Yeah, that is true. It's not a very convincing movie. And then we move on, and you get to see the credits, and it's this really cool thing along with the credits of a genealogy and him getting to America. That's probably the best part about the film, and you might as well stop it there. (laughs) Because that was at least interesting. You get to America, and you meet these teenagers. I'm assuming teenagers... They sexualize her a lot, but I think she's just in high school. A little weird. (laughs) And one of the kids, her boyfriend, actually runs a tour, a haunted hearse tour. Well, his uncle runs. (laughs) His uncle's a drunk. This kid runs with his (laughs) uncle. This haunted hearse tour that uh, he dupes a couple, uh, two couples into getting in this freaking hearse in Hollywood, which I'm sure happens a lot. That's probably like the main business in Hollywood. Duping tourists. Is this right here. (laughs) Exactly. And he's supposed to be taking his girlfriend out, but instead of doing that, he has to go track down his drunk ass uncle who's fucking in a bar right now so that he can go do this tour and he can take his girlfriend out. But he is sloshed. He is (laughs) fucked up. He's trying to... Get someone else to buy into his franchise. No, no, of this successfully. Curse. Not 
successfully. The guy's drunk and passed out. Successfully. I mean, he makes the dude nod his head. That counts. (laughs) This poor guy totally passed out and he picks up his head and he's just in a contract. (laughs) That's how the devil works, you guys. He even even tells the bartender, you're witness to this sale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then uh, he tries to get his uncle out of there, but he's just too drunk. So the kid ends up having to do this to her, pisses off the girlfriend. There we go. We have our strife in the movie, right? Teenage strife. There's two couples in the back of this hearse. One of them actually gets to sit in seats, and then the second couple has to be, like, shoved in the trunk. But he calls it the observation center. No, no. The luxury Luxury observation. Or maybe it's (laughs) deluxe. Oh, deluxe. I think it was deluxe. But he just shoves them in the back. He's like, where the body was. There you go. Get back there. You good. And his girlfriend's name, I did like this little touch. Her name is Bridget, which is very Irish. So good job on that, keeping with the leprechaun thing. He finally gets his girlfriend on <laughs> while on this tour, which is kind of funny. You get to see a little bit of it. She, he has these cards to read off, just like any tour. And he tells her, he's like, they're in the glove box. Hand me the cards. I need number 15. You see it right on the top. It's a big number, 12. You fucking see it. You can see it while driving. Also, you've heard this a billion times. He sees that it's not 15. It's 12. And he starts fucking reading it anyway about some cliffside thing. And they're stopped in front of someone's fucking house. Dude, you've heard this a billion times. How dumb are you? Well, I love that the lady comes out of the house <laughs> super pissed off. She's screaming about uh, uh, everybody in this house is healthy. We don't need your scary vehicle here. She splashes water on the window. And he says that it was Bella Lugosi's last house. And it is like such a slum. There's no way this is Bella Lugosi's last house. And one of the people goes, Bella Lugosi? Then who was she? And he goes, it's Stella Lugosi. And I'm like... Okay, so it's that type of movie. Got it. The corny ass jokes. Okay, but the first one was that type of movie. What were you expecting? Okay, that's fucking fair. I actually was more entertained at this point in the movie than I was the first one. Yeah. And then it just all goes away. (laughs) Yeah, this one started stronger than the first one, but... It, It really fucking did. So he ends up taking his girlfriend after this this tour, takes his girlfriend to this go-kart place that they were all supposed to be meeting their friends. And you meet this fucking douchebag. You think he's at least kind of sweet and kind of likes this girl more than her boyfriend does. And maybe. There's a possibility. But then the motherfucker ends up taking her home, waiting for her outside and going, but your parents aren't home, right? Like Like insisting that he come in. Are you kidding? You're like a fucking rapist. You just took her home. You're not dating her. You're not doing anything. You were at the go-karts with her and took her the fuck home. And you expect her to like put out or something? What the fuck? And then he gets really vicious about it. Like, he tries to grab her arm and stuff. I'm like, if he went inside, that would have been that would have been a thing. Right. But thankfully, we have the leprechaun. The good part about the movie, again, at least, you know, some killing. <laughs> <laughs> so the leprechaun's waiting in her fucking garage, and he does his weird... Where he mimics someone's voice, but also he's, like, projecting people now. He can control illusions. I don't know. Did he do that in the first one? I don't remember I don't that. remember, but I know leprechauns are related to fairies, and fairies are big on illusion, so like... Okay, I'll, t- I'll take it, because <laughs> it's a magic, but I just didn't remember them doing that in the first one. So he projects Bridget in this freaking garage, you know, getting ready to give it to this dude, and instead, what he did was it's this huge fucking fan blade that he left uncovered <laughs> that he makes look like her boobs. So the dude wants to, like, motorboat her. <laughs> and he gets motorboated himself. Yeah. Which was awesome. That was probably the best death. Is there an equivalent of motorboating for dudes, like, propellering? What, like, what would be the pieces? 
propellering. Well, you just stand there and jump up and down so it spins. <laughs> Got it. Like a pinwheel. Oh, pinwheeling. Right, okay, okay. Go. All right. You gonna cut that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you think I would? I wasn't sure. <laughs> Finally getting to see the leprechaun again, though, after all this teenage trife. We get to see that... God, once again, his makeup is so fucking cool. I feel like if he had better writers, he would be Jason, Michael Myers. He would be one of those. Yeah. If we had had, you know, a better final girl or something that really took people in. Because he's a good character and he needed someone better. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason why Warwick Davis is a name and nobody knows about Leprechaun unless they're really into it. That's fucking true. He's Warwick Davis. Come on. Like, he's amazing. So after the leprechaun kills him, he's getting ready to go inside to claim his bride, make her sneeze, and the girl's shitty boyfriend stops by. And he's in there, and they're kissing on each other, and the leprechaun sneaks in the fucking window and makes her sneeze a couple times. And this is when all hell broke loose. It was fine up until, I think, this point, and then it just got fucking crazy. Because they're in the kitchen, and he's getting ready to make her sneeze for the thrice time. And she fucking sneezes, and the kid finally... She's already sneezed fucking twice, dude. You can't get it together. He finally goes, God bless you, and just as he's doing it, the fucking phone cord wraps around his neck to try to kill him. It was ridiculous. It was so fucking ridiculous. I was like, did it count? He kind of got it out, but he kind of didn't, because he's also strangling. He definitely didn't even start the word you, so it okay, can't okay, have counted. Okay, so it can't count. All right, so it didn't count. All right. And then he... He's really smart. He grabs a knife real quick to fucking cut the cord so he doesn't die. And then it becomes all-out anarchy of trying to kill this fucking leprechaun. Yeah, that's basically the rest of the movie. That's really the best of the the movie. He ends up taking... The leprechaun ends ends up taking his bride to his little hidey hole, which... It's underneath the tree. That was given to Houdini. Oh, yeah, we totally skipped this. For some fucking reason. No, yeah, one of the stops on the horror tour, we totally skipped this, is Houdini. Yeah. And uh, or it's Houdini's house or whatever, and he's telling the story. And as they're leaving the tour, it pans over to a tree, and the tree shows uh, something like a gift to Houdini from his friends in Ireland. And it says the name of the city, and I can't remember it, but it's definitely yeah. the city that the exactly. leprechaun is from. But why? I guess because he's magic and leprechauns are magic? Did they yeah, send I- him a leprechaun? I have a hunch that the leprechaun somehow managed to get the tree sent. Oh, for sure, probably, yeah. <laughs> 1,000%. But I want to know how he managed to move a tree and all the underground dwellings below it. I mean, never mind. Magic. Well, I mean, he had God knows how many years to dig out the tunnels. Oh, that's true, because this is supposed to be another 1,000 years from the beginning of the film. Which is also very confusing, because where does this film fit in with the first one? We'll never know. Well, I... I... I guess it's impossible to really know because they don't give either the leprechauns names that I can think of. Definitely not in number two. Number That's one, true. I don't remember well enough. But uh, it, it could easily be the same leprechaun. A thousand years ago, he tried to grab a bride. It failed. You know, a year prior, he was in California and he, I don't know if he tried to grab a bribe, but you know, he finally managed to get out of that damn crate and then killed a bunch of people and finally went back to his tree and then woke up the next year on his thousandth birthday. Like, okay. it's reasonable if you think of him as snippets of his life instead of serial movies. I guess. I would just feel more comfortable if he had either a name that they gave him so you know, or didn't know. Like, if he has a different name, cool, that's fine, whatever. 
Or if you said a little snippet of, oh my god, I can't believe those motherfuckers, they were painting the house in the first one. You know, something like that mm-hmm. to bring you back to it. Go, oh, it is him. Yeah, to make sure it's the same guy. So he actually does have a name, and it's Lubdan the Leprechaun. L-U-B-D-A-N. Lubdan. And both of them? Or does well, it just it's, say... It, it just says online that his name's Lubdan. If I remember right, the first one had an accompanying book or something like oh, that. There was some sort of accompanying okay. material that like said his name in it. Even, yeah, maybe? I have no idea. But yeah, something small like that. Okay. Because I don't think they said his name in the first one, and I'm fairly certain they don't say it in the second one, but that is his official name. But even in Wikipedia, it says we're not sure if yeah. this leprechaun is the same one. I've seen that a lot. Just anything Amanda and I are talking about, Wikipedia will have just this finite answer, and you're like, how... Did you know that that was their fucking? How did you know? It was so questionable. Yeah. I mean, that's what that little they one, act two, like they know. <laughs> three is. But yeah. Sometimes there's nothing. So the leprechaun takes his bride to back to the tree and to all the caves underneath, and he's gonna make her his bride tonight. That's what's gonna happen. Well, he's being really creepy. <laughs> like he so pours creepy. his pot of gold on her and is just playing with it on her stomach and talking yeah. about how he's gonna have to like change her so that she's a acceptable uh, for the vessel for his litter. Yeah, he says litter, and what was it, the gold? I was like, is that how they make leprechaun babies? Like, they did just he just, like, press gold. the gold on her stomach and then ba- leprechaun? I mean, it makes sense. Exactly. The only reason he stops doing that is because he realizes a piece is missing, so if he had all the pieces, is that how you make leprechauns? Dun, dun, dun. So we go back to her boyfriend, and actually to her, because he lets her go for a little bit so that she can make herself pretty for the wedding night. So he sends her back home, you know, get makeup, get a dress, look pretty, look beautiful. But that doesn't happen, because she decides to leave and go out on the front porch, and he's not going to let that fucking happen, so he magically puts her back in the cave. So now she's stuck in there, and she's got to figure out something. She's got to find a weapon or something, and she happens upon these pile of rocks, those rocks she ends up trying to use as like a Hansel and Gretel thing to try and get out of there because she's lost. She cannot find her way in these fucking tunnels, which partly is her fucking fault because as soon as he takes her in the fucking cave, she hits him with something. Cool. Good job, girl. Run back up the stairs he took you down. Why the fuck did you run deeper into the motherfucking cave? God damn. (sighs) She's dumb. She's dumb? Well, okay, so... (laughs) Honestly, I feel like most of the protagonists are fairly smart. Like, she thinks to use the rocks. I mean, she's putting them two inches from each other. Like, come on, you don't need to put them that close. She doesn't have that many rocks. Exactly. (laughs) But she's thinking to leave a trail so that she doesn't get lost, and then the rocks just start evaporating into thin air. And, Mm -hmm. like, all the time. Like him grabbing the knife. I agree. They're smart things. They, they think about it, and then the movie is built in a way that it doesn't matter that they're smart. And honestly, I wish more movies were built that way. Because the thing that turns me off the most about movies is when everything's built on how dumb the protagonists are. Totally agree. Except this is the dumbest motherfucking thing that anybody could fucking do. Oh, yeah. Don't run deeper into the cave, the dungeon, whatever somebody took you in. (laughs) Don't run deeper. Okay, so she's stuck in there and she's trying to find a way out. And then we go back to her boyfriend, who now she's gone and they found a dead body at her house. So now he's framed for this fucking murder, basically. And he goes back to his drunk uncle, who has sobered up now. And he's trying to get his uncle to help out. And his uncle doesn't believe him for just a second until the fucking leprechaun pops in. And he's like, okay, good, we're, we're done. There's fucking leprechaun, exactly. let's take care of it. He's not going, there must be a rational explanation. He's like, all right, leprechaun, check. I know about these, we got this. Right, exactly. And his uncle this whole time, he's 
he's very much a trickster in his own right. So you can definitely see how they're trying to build him up to be competition for the leprechaun. And I really liked that part. That to was a point. Yeah, to a point. <laughs> no, he, he does well. He has good ideas. He keeps his nephew on the straight and narrow, or not straight and narrow in terms of legal, but Instead like he of keeps doing him. Dumb things yeah, exactly. With the he keeps him. Yeah. He does a good job. They end up all the leprechaun meets them back at this bar that his uncle has been hanging out at this whole fucking time. And Same bar where he was trying to sell <laughs> Same to the bar. drunk man. <laughs> And it is, you know, it's freaking St. Patty's Day. There's plenty of people all dressed up, and there's plenty of little people that are there. And for sure, at least a few of them were in Willow. But there's this one guy that is dressed up. He's just a little person, and he walks in the bathroom, and you think it might be him. And instead, it's just a regular guy just dressed up for freaking St. Patty's Day. And you're like, seriously? And he just hands out some little chocolate gold pieces. Why are you doing that in the men's room? That's fucking weird. Well, because he, he needs to use the bathroom, and he sees a dude at the urinal, he's like, look. I'll pay you I'm going to give you a chocolate. You now let me leave. take a piss. What the fuck? The best part is watching him look at that urinal and just start undoing his pants. Like, you know he has no idea how this gonna... is going to work out. <laughs> he's like, what is the angle we got to get on this one? Because <laughs> how the fuck's he going to do this? But we leave the bathroom for the funny part, and then we get back out, and Warwick Davis is there. The leprechaun is there with the uncle and the kid. And the uncle has decided he's going to drink him under the table because he's a fucking alcoholic. That's how they're going to do this. And he almost, almost defeats him. There, There's even a scene while they're having this standoff drinking competition of the little people around him going, cheer him on. He's one of us. And then over and over, one of us, one of us, like from Freaks, which is really funny. Good job. So you actually missed, missed the trick. He asks the bartender for a specific bottle that the bartender had given him previously when he said, you're done. So what he asked for was literally water and uh, cola. Oh, So he got I a big liquor bottle full of water and cola and drank I did the leprechaun it. under the table. They, I remember that now from the beginning. They did yeah. do that. So he is a, count, or a opposing trickster. Yeah. And gets one over. Yeah. I mean, there's even a point where the kid almost gives over the coin and Warwick Davis has his fingers crossed and the uncle's like, don't fucking do that. You can't do that shit. You can't trust him. So the uncle's pretty good until it comes to we're going to take the coin and we're going to get you're going to get the leprechaun in this big old fucking iron safe because iron's the thing that can defeat him, right? Well, specifically wrought iron. And not all iron yeah. is wrought iron. And I feel like they were a little bit not as specific as they should be with that. Yeah, totally Yeah, agree. so they go to the, the go-kart uh, The track place where the and... motherfucker was that he, he was going to rape this poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> they go to the go-kart place because he had already seen this big fucking safe. So they get into this big fucking safe and they pull all the cash out and because this kid's just the dumbest person in life. He hands his uncle, who's been stealing and being tricky this whole fucking time, scamming. He hands him cash. Like, you don't think he's going to steal that? Whatever, it's a quick joke. They get the cash back. But seriously, this kid's dumb. They get the safe into a perfect position where there's this dog door, and he lures him through the window. He shows him that he has the coin, and Warwick Davis is like, if you don't come out, I'm coming in. And he comes in, and he slams the safe door right on him. So he's locked in there. Fucking smart. Mm-hmm. And then the uncle fucking ruins it. <laughs> well, the uncle gets greedy. That's yeah. his fatal flaw. And uh, he starts demanding his wishes, and... You know, he wishes for the pot of gold that, of course, appears literally inside of him. And then he wishes that the leprechaun would take it out. And the leprechaun says, get me out of the safe first. 
So he gets him out of the safe and wishes that the leprechaun would take the gold out of him. Leprechaun cuts him open, rips the gold out. Uncle's dead. (laughs) And this kid is found with another dead body. By the asshole security guard. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Dude, this man, this security guard, he walked around (laughs) with his best Batman voice. Like, I don't think that man ever used it. It was always, drop it. Freeze. Yeah, he's definitely that security guard that wishes he had stayed in the military or was like a real cop. Because he even says that. He's like, I had combat duty hours, 60 hours. And I'm like, okay, calm the fuck down right now. All right. But the security guard is trying to take him out. And this is a fucking go-kart place. He takes him across the go-kart lanes. And once again, just like the original, Warwick Davis has made his little doom cart of all these pokes and prods that are going to kill people. But he doesn't actually kill anybody with it. Well, he tries to kill Cody, but Cody has the gold. And this is when we learn that holding a piece of gold makes you immune to anything the leprechaun wants to do to you or something. He just, like, phases through him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is sci-fi shit. No, and that's it. <laughs> and then leprechaun leaves. And Cody has to go fucking track him down again. He, he knows where he is because of the Houdini tree. Because we had talked about it in the beginning. And because there was a drunk old man <laughs> that was at the police station with him when, who was also talking about this fucking leprechaun stole his tooth. So we kind of know where he is, or at least Cody does. So he goes to the fucking tree. He gets himself prepared with a flashlight. Like, that's it? That's all you're going to take in? And a chunk of iron he pulled out of the wreckage of the go-kart that hopefully is wrought iron, but I kind of doubt it. Let's fucking hope. <laughs> that's it? Oh my god, okay. So he goes down into this tree, and meanwhile, she has been trying to be all slutty and trying to get the leprechaun's attention so she can stab him with this fucking ice pick that she Uh, found. It's, uh, all, all, it's, uh, for engraving leather, if I remember right. Oh, okay. It's leatherworking tools. Looks like an ice pick, (laughs) if anybody can understand that better. (laughs) (laughs) So she had found this thing in this random, like you said, it's like a bug out bag that the fucking leprechaun had buried yeah, in there. It's a couple of bottles of liquor and some, some sharp pipes. objects and the all. Yeah, some pipe. It's like, this was his traveling chest. Exactly. If he needs to get out fast, he grabs this that is and it. goes. This is the time. All right. So she finds that in there and she ends up, you know, dressing up for him, getting ready to stab him in the neck and it doesn't work. It just bends and he locks her to the bed. She ends up getting out of that and she and Cody... They meet each other in a room, but then they escape together. It's like hide and seek. The leprechaun has to fucking find them, and they have to find each other, which was pretty interesting, I guess. It goes really fast, though, so it doesn't build up at all for you. It just becomes a big, long maze of Bridget and Cody trying to get out of the leprechaun home, but he keeps, like, changing the paths because he's magical. Eventually... They trick the leprechaun, and they explode the leprechaun with the fucking gold chocolate foil thing, which... Okay, you skipped the best part. It's just ridiculous. So, so, so the boyfriend literally makes out with the leprechaun, and it's a they good kiss. It's a good kiss. But the leprechaun's pretending to be uh, Bridget again, and you know, if you give me the coin and we leave the coin behind, the leprechaun won't follow us, and we can escape. And he gives her a piece of gold wrapped chocolate that he'd gotten from the little person and in the we're bathroom. Like, you're dumb. You're dumb. But we didn't know it was the chocolate. I told you that three card Monty was going to be the. Uh... And it was because mm-hmm. they talk about that, and usually when they talk about things like that in movies, it's a trope they're going to use. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, like when someone just knows how to fly a helicopter, you're going to see them flying a helicopter at some point if they said it. And then they walk out of the cave, and that's the end. Yeah. After the leprechaun blew up, 
So what is three and four? Is it a different leprechaun? What well, is going I mean, on? I'm pretty sure he blew up in the first one also. Did he? See? Forgetting. Forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think leprechauns just can't be killed. They can only be put back to sleep for a little while. Ew, so you think all his pieces are like trying to converge again? Like, well, I read trivia on online and oh my god, I have no idea how accurate this is because it was just written on IMDb with no citation or okay. nothing. But the word was that they were going to film a third movie immediately afterward where the, the rapist guy is somehow alive. And how? It, no, 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 no. It's magic. He's on the, he goes on the stand and basically frames Cody for all these murders. This is the one that lost a face, by the way, you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man who lost face now is alive again. And uh, like he, he gets them framed and it sounded ridiculous, so I started skipping, but apparently they end up in hell, and they have to make a deal with Leprechaun to get out of hell. Like, that was the original plot of the third movie, and it was going to take place immediately afterward. So yeah, apparently that Leprechaun was going to pull himself together and keep messing with them. Is the next one the one that's in the hood? I'm pretty sure. I actually thought the second one was in the hood, but... Honestly, the Leprechaun having, you know, manic, whatever, crazy serial killer times in the hood sounds way more entertaining than what that sounded like. Yeah, this was also the last one that got a theater release, unfortunately. Makes sense. Yeah. It was real boring. I hate to say it, but the lead girl, I mean, I think it was her first or second role, and she did not do great. Yeah. But also, one of the things I noticed is I think the sound was really bad. Really? Yeah, I think that that was part of the problem is, like I said, how her voice didn't match. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they uh, didn't have time to re-record or process the sound or something. Well, as someone who... I mean, I edit our podcast. I just like doing this stuff. As someone who edits, there was also literally a point where you saw the boom mic come <laughs> down. Edit it out. Find a new thing. Redo the scene. What the fuck? Yeah. And then re- literally when you switched from that back to Warwick Davis in that same scene, it was so fucking fuzzy. So yeah, I noticed that. They did not do a great job on perfectionist yeah. stuff. It's weird. I feel like the first one had more money, more production mm-hmm. value. Like Definitely. the second one... I wonder if he just got some people who loved the first one to throw him some money. <laughs> right? I want to do it again. Come on, let's do it. All right. So what do you give it? I mean, I'll give it a two out of five because, really? yeah, it was funny. If nothing else, it gave me some chuckles. So it's not as bad as one star, but that's about it. That's kind of what I was thinking. A two or a three. It was passable. It's something where if I was cleaning the house, I'd probably leave it on. But I would not sit down and watch it. And getting yeah. through it the first time was hard enough. Usually this is when Amanda gives all of our plugs, our Facebook and Instagram and all of that, but I'm a terrible co-host on this part because I don't remember any of that, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) But uh, next time, silence is survival. Till then, stay creepy.